What's going on, everybody? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Alarm Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I am James Grande, joined by Matt Sells, Colby Conway, on another break. <laughs> what a surprise to everyone that has listened to this podcast for years now. Uh, just kidding, Colby's feeling a little under the weather, so I'm here filling in midweek. Matt, what's going on, brother? Happy Wednesday. Uh, how's your week been so far? How are your fantasy baseball rosters been so far? Uh, going pretty well. I uh, had interesting trade proposals this weekend, uh, trying to get some more power for my home league, which is basically a draft and hold type situation. There's very little free agent pickups. And uh, so I was trying to get Randy Rosarena and deciding on which pitching option to give up between Pablo Lopez and Chris Bassett or Vaughn Grissom and Lopez or, you know, so I don't I think I'm just going to hold tight for right now. I've got, it's a keeper league. So I've got a few years of stuff to think about at this point. And I did burn Taj Bradley who lucked out and got a win, even though it was not one of his best starts so far. <laughs> yeah. Taj Bradley looks to be the bee's knees though, uh, for anyone yes. that has him and, uh, anyone in Dynasty or Redraft that has picked him up. I, I saw he went for a lot of money in my FSGA league uh, this past Sunday, and not, it wasn't surprising. And those that person who claimed him, I forget who it was, but uh, they will be very happy to own him for the rest yeah, of the Yeah, I think it was a slower burn on Bradley's waiver stuff because people weren't sure about Jeffrey Spring. Like the first right. time he well, came up, they were right. like, oh, Springs will be up soon. And then you got another week of it where, oh, he's out for two months, so it's probably Bradley, but we're not going to invest because it's only two months. And then the next week it was Tommy John, and everybody's like, ooh, Bradley's up the whole year. So right. let's go bonkers for an ace that you're not going to get anybody else right. on the wire. Well, I remember me. it was – the Springs injury happened when you and I yes. recorded the last podcast and they claimed it was just the numbness at first. Yeah. And like, you know, sometimes that happens and you come back and then worst case scenario a week later, uh, down for Tommy John. So yeah, all those that have Taj Bradley, including yourself will be happy. And I don't think you're going to be that mad that you have him. Uh, you had to burn him this year. Um, no, it's just, it's going to cost me more in the like three years than I want sure. to because I was able to hold Walker Bueller down his entire rookie year. I never used him his entire rookie year. Um, mainly because I didn't think I was going to win the league, and I don't like burning right. guys if I'm not going to win. And then turned out I would have had I burned him. But... Hmm. Well, maybe maybe your luck turns this year. I know it's 2020, so you know. Maybe maybe the luck turns this year because you're burning Taj Bradley. We will see and check back with you in September. Uh, Matt, let's get into some injuries that have taken place this week and, and some guys that are returning from injury. And I'll just pose some questions to you uh, for fill-ins or guys you know you could be dropping or, or adding in, in their place. Let's start it with the Los Angeles Angels and Logan Ohapi, who got off to a really good start. He was a very popular waiver wire or very, very popular late round catcher flyer in this year's um, fantasy drafts down for the count uh, torn labrum out four to six months. Not the best injury. If you are a baseball player, uh, not the best injury. If you're like a regular human being either, um, just like working a nine to five. What do you make of Ohapi's uh, injury? Probably can't stash him. That's this is too long of an injury. He might not even be back for the regular season. 
And uh, any catchers on the Angels that you would potentially pick up in his place? Um, yeah, so the injury is not great. Baseball players don't have a great history of coming back and being their normal selves after a torn labrum. Now, you know, it's not that common of an injury. I think Fernando Tatis suffered partial torn labrum, yep. and he seems to be okay, but he's also <laughs> freakish. Um, cause he also sublexed his shoulder and then came back like two weeks later, like, ah, it's fine. Yeah. I'm good. Um, well, you know, some people, uh, some people would say he had, uh, well, he had some, he had some, he had some medicinal, he, he used not the, uh, over the counter help. <laughs> that was what, that was what Andy Pettit did. Andy Pettit, uh, to come back from an injury. He, uh, yeah. used some help too. So, yes. Um, so for a catcher, I think it would probably depend on if it's his throwing shoulder or not in terms of, you know, his defensive ability and whatnot. But he is... Uh, it is non-throwing, non-throwing shoulder. Is that helps the, a little bit. Yep. So it's his, I'm assuming, left shoulder? Yep. There's Correct. no left-handed catcher. No, left, no lefty catcher, so... It's been like two decades since there was a lefty catcher. Um, so if you're in a keeper dynasty league, I'd still hold him. I think he's worth it. I think, you know, I've been on the Ohapi band wagon since he was a Phillies prospect. I liked him in their farm system. Thought it was a great move to deal him because he was going to be blocked by Real Muto. Um, right. But yeah, for this year, if you're in a redraft, I'd drop him. In terms yeah. of who we're picking up, Chad Wallach's been good, Yep. right? Yes, that guy's still playing baseball. He's still hitting them hard. <laughs> um, I don't know what to make of Matt Tice. He was a first baseman, and then he couldn't play defensively at first, so they said, hey, let's stick him behind the plate because that makes a lot of sense, I guess. I don't know. Um, but he's, I guess, their backup catcher, 50-50. I don't know. Yeah, how it, seems like a 50, it seems like a 50-50 split. Yeah, so I, I don't know. At this point, you just got to pick up anybody who's breathing and plays catcher. I laugh, but like, <laughs> I you're, mean, you're not wrong. Um, here, I'll I'll rattle off some names I think that could be viable. Uh, Jonah Heim has obviously picked up a ton of yeah. steam lately, but uh, he he is the highest rostered player uh, over the last week, highest added player on ESPN leagues. He's up to 54, 54% rostered. I think Jonah Heim is a clear-cut number one option. I mean, still 46% of leagues on ESPN, Yeah, he's available. That's probably um, the first place you'd go. Elias Diaz has looked good. Uh, Gabriel Moreno has started to really pick it up at the plate. Same yeah. with Shane Langoliers. I think some of those guys. Yeah, Langoliers almost had a grand slam on Monday. Yep. Until uh, Taylor Ward, uh, said, no, no. Said, no, no. As well as an Angels fan trying to hurt his own team, trying to interfere there with Taylor Ward. That was, yeah. yeah that was why are you doing it? Um, but I think those are some interesting names you could pick up yeah. for Ohapi. I, I, I obviously like Jonah Heim's not going to be in very active leagues. Jonah Heim is, uh, that's in two catcher leagues, you're not getting him. Yeah. Um, and then the other guys could very well be available if you know people are sleeping at the wheel moreno is like tied for the team league in rbis or team lead in rbis so yeah also I, the diamondbacks for those that don't know i think are tied for first or are in second place in the nl yeah they've been awesome year. yeah they've been awesome well okay let's temper things because they're like 12 and 12 or 12 and 11 which listen would be tied 
with the Red Sox, who are in last place in the AL East. That's that's awesome. For first in the NL West. Well, so. you know what? You play you play who you play, and that's your you division. Play you play in know? your division, yes. I'm just saying. Like, it's not like they're Tampa. Who's we're yeah, well, never that's, gonna lose. Yeah. Uh let's move out of the AL West and head to the NL Central. Garrett Mitchell, unfortunately, likely done. For the year, did, I mean, did his she, wife show up for that one, or did she not show up for that? I'm one? hoping she did. That would be unfortunate um, if she didn't. Um, there is a second opinion taking place, but it looks like the season's in jeopardy. What do you make of the? What do you make of the immediate fill-in for Mitchell? Um, they called up Joey Weiner. And part and per, uh, Perkins, the twenty six. He's a twenty six year old switch yeah. hitter. Uh, he's played a couple games now. Um, is there anyone on Milwaukee that we should be more interested in than we were before the Mitchell injury, or is this kind of just a wash? I think it's kind of a wash. Like if they're going to call yeah. up Weimer and he gets a lot of playing time, I'd be interested because that guy has, um. Some sneaky good speed. He's got decent yeah. pop. Uh, if they call up Sal Fralick, he's more of a contact guy. Um, you know, he's kind of when he was drafted, people comped him to like an Andrew Benintendi type. So he's going to make a lot of contact, not strike out all that much. He's got okay speed, plays a pretty decent defensive center field. Um, but uh, I think it's a wash at this point. No, we're not seeing Jackson Cherio come up. He's in double A. They're not calling him up this year, unfortunately, because that's a 30-30 bat in the minors. Um, so, yeah, I I don't know. I'm, I'm not excited about basically anybody outside of, like, if Weimer gets the full-time starts, then I'd be excited about him. It looks like he's been playing every day right now, uh, at least since the Mitchell injury. He's played four straight games. Yeah. So that looks to be the case. They're giving him a shot. We'll see if that continues. Um, hits in going into Tuesday, he had hits in three of five. Hit Hits in three of five games. So we'll see if Weimer continues to play full time. He would probably be the only one I'd have interest in. It's unlucky for Garrett Mitchell, who's looking to be uh, – a very good fantasy asset. Yeah, that guy's going to be a stud when he's healthy. Yeah, he's going to be. Milwaukee has a good player, a uh, good one there. Uh, speaking of someone who has had a long um, history of success, Justin Verlander is poised to make his return. Matt, what's your thoughts on Verlander coming back early May? Should still, as long as there's no other injuries present, should still see. 25 plus starts this year like or so uh where do we kind of slot verlander and like what tier for a 41 year old where do you like slot verlander in rest of season you have to put him in the top 10 starters right top 10 starters yeah i mean for the rest of season he's coming off he's coming off a dominating season last year correct he's the reigning al cy young award winner Yes, now he's playing in the NL. I got it, but he won it for the <laughs> Astros. Um, do we expect to see that type of performance again? No, I don't think so. There's going to be regression. Sorry, 41-year-olds don't put up sub-two ERAs. It's going to be a lot of strikeouts. He gets yep. to pitch against a beat-up Phillies lineup 
a Nats lineup who sure they can put up 10 runs against Pablo Lopez or they could put up they could go 28 innings without scoring a run right uh Miami's terrible we saw what Spencer Strider just did to them on Monday night so you kind of got to put them in the top 10 like I I don't think there's any controversy to that as long as he stays healthy he's a top 10 guy and even in an abbreviated season last year he was a Cy Young award winner right so yep yep I agree I agree um it's just a you know 41 years old it is just worth mentioning like there are obviously exceptions to the rules in every sport LeBron LeBron James (laughs) Nolan Ryan Justin Verlander a year ago like Rich Hill Rich Hill Tom Brady like there Jamie are, Moyer was 48 and still pitching in the Jamie league. Moyer. Um who was the uh who was the Braves pinch uh Julio, Julio Franco was 57 years old, still I think ripping. he's still playing in like Japan or a Dominican yeah. league or something. That would literally that is the least surprising news you're gonna hear he's all like week. 65 and he's still like an um, everyday player in like the Dominican League. <laughs> there are obviously exceptions to the rule. Like there are just people who are freaks of nature and they're just, there's something that's wired differently that they don't have the same peaks and valleys as every other human being in existence. Um, I'm happy for you guys. I'm happy for you guys. Me and Matt are wash and we're sitting here We're we're two wash dads talking about baseball. So, um, you know, we, we do not share that same, that same feeling. Um, someone who also doesn't share that same feeling, Matt Bryce Harper, uh, Guy's just not gonna, not gonna do any rehab games. He's just gonna, just gonna take live BP for a couple weeks, and they're gonna say, "Hey, Bryce, welcome back to this lineup that you know we expected to be really good. Has been, I think, a little underwhelming for well, the most. Okay. I mean, if you lose Reese Hoskins, Bryce Harper, and Derek, yeah, Hall. sure, sure. That is, a, I mean, that's a fair point. Um, I mean, I'm just talking from the standpoint of like, I drafted Trey Turner first everywhere, and I could have drafted Ronald. Yeah, Cunier. that guy I, needs to. I could have dra- <laughs> drafted Ronald Acuna everywhere. Just saying, you know, Ronald Acuna has 12 stolen bases through 23 games. So yeah, uh, just, just, just saying, just saying, hands up, just saying. Um, yeah, I was a little wrong right now on that one too. But uh, obviously, Bryce Harper return imminent. I mean, what do you make of this? Like, no, he It'd is be the not- fastest return from Tommy John in the history of baseball. Yeah, like, what do you think? What is your expectation of Bryce Harper? Like, obviously, there's not going to be so. There's, there's the likely scenario is first base and DH, right? Those are like the two scenarios yeah, for Bryce playing, Harper. Yeah. So, like, what do you make of this return from Tommy John where he's not going to be tasked with he's this is the least stressful position on the baseball field from right. like putting your arm at risk. Like, but he's also going to be swinging a bat. Well, he swung a bat last year with no UCL. Sure, sure. Um, and and now it's repaired. Like what, what do you make of Bryce Harper's fantasy outlook when he, upon returning? I think it's perfectly fine. Like I trust Kevin Long to figure out hitters. He's a longtime Yankees hitting coach. And then he went to the Nats and he's the entire reason why Trey Turner signed with the Phillies is because Kevin Long is his dude. Right. Uh, you know, he Kevin Long has been throwing batting practice to Bryce Harper this entire time. He's been the one throwing to him, looking at his swing. He says it's great. 
there's literally zero difference from his MVP year to now with his swing. Like, he's good to go. I'm fine with that. He's going to be a stud. The dude's going to jack homers. He's still in a park that he's done really, really well at. Um, and by the way, those of you who have him as a, as an outfielder, get ready to have multi-positional Bryce Harper and him be the most valuable first baseman. Well, okay. The top three fantasy first baseman, right? Right up there with Freeman yep. and Vlad and probably better than Olsen. Um, yeah. Now, I don't know what we're going to expect from him in the running game. I don't know if he's going to be running. Probably not. Probably not. Because he need his bat in the lineup to be healthy to go power that lineup at this point. So I, I I don't have any problems with just him jumping right in. I don't think he needs rehab games. And if it's not working at first base, I could stick him at DH. Um, and another guy returning. I agree on everything. Um, I'm not overly worried. Uh, could Bryce Harper get off to a slow start getting back into things? Sure, but it's Bryce Harper at the end of the day. I mean, day. the pitch clock is is one, that, but he's never been a guy that, like, dawdles into the batter's box right. and has to re-grip and ungrip and re-grip. And, right. Like, you know, he doesn't he'll have be the, fine. the no more thing yeah, going on. Yeah, he'll be, fi- he'll be fine. Um, Jose Altuve, another star getting close. We actually got word – from Fantasy Alarms, Jim Bowden, um, on Monday, I believe, yeah. that Altuve is ahead of schedule with his rehab after what was expected to be a two-month recovery. Um, this would, you know, it, I mean... It's basically a month at this point. Yeah, like, we're, we're talking about if he's going to return, there is a loose return date uh, of, according to Astro's GM Dana Brown on May 5th. So Cinco de Mayo returned for Altuve loosely. That would kind of be insane if we go from two months to one month. And he might be on the same stuff Fernando Tatis was using to recover. I mean, mean, I'm just saying, I mean, (laughs) listen, steroids, steroids and PDs are not always used to just get jacked and hit baseballs as far as he can. Like they're used mostly for recovery. Like that's right. I'm not saying Jose Altuve is on steroids. I'm just pointing out that that is. I'm just also pointing You're out just that, that well, he's on a team that cheated and all his others the, are like the what? the recovery process for some of these guys are insane. Like if I broke my thumb, I'm down in the count for like a year. Like oh, I'm nothing that for what it's worth. <laughs> uh, um, what what do you think? Do you think that could hurt Altuve long term coming back a month ahead of schedule or? What do you think, Matt? I don't think they're going to put him full-time when he comes back. Like, they have Dubon, who's been doing pretty well. They have He's been Humphrey. awesome. He's been awesome. They even have David Hensley, who's not really been doing very much because Dubon's been taking it over. But they have basically three dudes who could play second base and give Altuve um, days off. Now, I'm, I think he's going to do an abbreviated rehab assignment, um, given that he missed – a good chunk of spring training and, you know, get timing down and whatnot. But I think by the end of May, he's their full time. Like he's not coming out of that lineup. Right. Yep. I just think they're going to ease him in the first couple of weeks. So if you have him, don't go, Oh, he only played three games this week. Okay. It was coming back from a broken thumb. They realize that they're going to be in the playoffs. They're likely to make the ALCS. 
they need a healthy Jose Altuve as long as they can have him. So costing him some games in May gets them benefit in October. That's what they're going to do. I, I'm i unsure about that because like I can see that scenario playing out, but I can also see if Jose Altuve is deemed healthy enough to return, he just goes back into a full-time role. Like I could see both scenarios kind of playing out because like I – mean, yeah. Like I'm why why like why even bring him back at that point? Like it's different for like a pitcher where like they're returning from an arm injury and they're like, okay, let's not put a full workload on this pitcher right away before he blows his arm out again. Like well, this is so it's a broken thumb, right? And it's right. one thing to sit here and move it and and you know be okay. And yeah, there's no pain when I do this or whatever. Right. But... Right. You go and play and grip a wood sure. bat, and put it in sure. the in the glove and field it and throw with it and whatever sure. for nine innings at a faster pace than you're used to. Fair. Um, and then you know it could get sore, and then you go, oh well, he's out today because he's got the sore thumb, right? Right. Yes, you can be medically cleared to play and be healthy. Doesn't mean that you're a hundred percent ready to go to play. Fair, 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 fair. Um, the last injury update we have uh, coming to us is for today, actually. Tony Gonsolin likely to be activated. Um, pretty good news for the Dodgers, who have not looked as good as I think we thought they were going to. Um, so, I, I will say I was one of the people that didn't think the Dodgers were going to be that good this year just because their pitching had so many damn questions. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no Walker Buehler's hurts. We don't know how many starts we're going to add at Clayton Kershaw. Urias was probably the only sure thing, I would say. Dustin May has been oft injured throughout his early stages of his career. So Donson has got to put together a full season without Yeah. Yeah, he had the one last year. He had last year, and that, but it was not even like a full campaign. So, like, yeah, um, I mean, good news for the Dodgers. The return is expected to be four innings and then out. My question for you is not so much about, the, like, Wednesday's start, about today's start. It's more so long-term. Like, can Gonsolin repeat last year's numbers, or was that a flash in a pan? That's really hard to repeat. I mean... Yeah, I think so. It was like well. eleven and zero at one point. I think. Yeah, right? he had like, twenty wins. He had twenty wins last year. Like he's it's... not winning twenty. I mean, at this point, he's basically. All right, he was so he was sixteen and one last year, Matt. Sixteen and one. Not he had he had a two four. He had a two one ERA. Expected xFIP three six nine. So like, that's a pretty decent gap. Pretty good. <laughs> Like still pretty good, but like a sizable gap, right? Yeah, um, I think he's. I mean, I think he's going to be a quality starter, right? What does that mean? Yep. I think he's going to have a low three ERA. Yep, he's going to get you. I think double digit wins would be fair, yep. like maybe yep. 10, 11 wins. Yep. Um, strikeouts will be de- like he's not a huge strikeout no. guy. Um, so they'll be decent. Less than a strikeout per inning. Less than a strikeout per inning last year. Twenty three point nine percent K rate last year, which is good. Yeah, Good, not I think great. he's about there. I think he'll get you 10 or 11 wins at best. Uh, low three ERA, solid whip. So, like, he's not going to kill you in any one particular thing, but he's not a fantasy ace like he was last year. Um, Let's – yeah, I agree. Um, He has such a good offense that's probably going to score him a lot of runs and win him a lot of games. He's probably going to – 
not he's not gonna go 16 and one but like 24 starts last year probably about the same this year probably project the same for this year right it's probably right around there i would say double digit wins as well so yeah very very viable back end of your fantasy rotation guy what what are you doing with carlos rodon at this point given that we heard he played catch yay he's back to Uh, little league rehab he's playing catch i mean I, yeah. I don't know because it's like every time he does take a step forward, then there's then we have another back. We have something new at the back, or yeah. I, there's no structural damage. That's great, but like, how does his back feel? We're just playing catch, so so now he has to work back into the bullpen that he was already going to throw. He has to work back into live batters that he was already going to do. And then he's going to go do a bunch of rehab starts to go get innings. So, so realistically, what is your time? I mean, this sounds more June than it does May to me. I think it's – oh, it's definitely not May. Because let's just say he needs at least three rehab starts, right? At least. Yep. Okay, let's say he does three innings one time, four the next, five the next. He's good to go. That's – Two weeks. Best two weeks. Two weeks? Yeah. That's half of May. That gives him the front half of May to get to the point where Rant, the ramp up period. He's yep, doing the, but I don't know if he has to do the like he's past the flat ground throwing right, but he's yep. got to go do a bullpen, then wait a couple days, then do another one. Right, and he has to, and we have to days. see if there's a and every time he's thrown a bullpen or gone to throw a bullpen, there's, there's a he's regressed. Yeah, there's yeah. a there's so we need to get the first bullpen. We need to see two days after how he's feeling because. Correct. I don't I know. I, June. I mean, you're keeping him. You're keeping him because he's a fantasy ace if he's healthy. But it's just like we don't know. We don't know. Like, we don't know. Um, right now, it's just a total unknown, unfortunately. Um, you know, fortunately for the Yankees, every fifth day, Garrett Cole doesn't give up an earned run. So they have that going for him. <laughs> yeah, but it's still Garrett Cole and 17 question marks in that row. Yes, in, correct. In that pitching correct. step. Yeah, Garrett Cole, Nestor Cortez, and then dart throws everywhere else. Uh, Matt, we only have a couple minutes yeah. left. So let's head to your prospect corner. Um, just give us a quick – some quick quick hitters. Uh, give us some guys that we should be looking out for in Dynasty, some guys you should be looking out at a redraft. They're going to get called up. Just quick hitters, about a minute. We have like a little less than two minutes, so quick hitters on a couple guys that you have interest in um, for redraft in Dynasty coming yeah, soon. so Logan T. Allen's coming up for Cleveland. He looked really, really amazing. Good amazing in his first start, like eight strikeouts, looked really, really good. I think he stays in the rotation long term, um, even when McKenzie comes back. Um, Dre Jameson, interestingly enough, got optioned by the Diamondbacks down to AAA. I think it's Brandon Fought time. That guy looked phenomenal in spring. And then everybody was shocked he didn't make the opening day roster. Well, he's getting back into shape in AAA, so I think he comes up and bolsters them. So if he's available, I would snag him. Um, Andrew Abbott's been a buzzy guy recently. Sure, 64% K rate in AA. A negative, negative 0.26 FIP, which I didn't even think was possible. He's probably not coming until August, I would imagine. He just got called up to AAA. Um, and then if you want a couple of bats that are interesting, Cade Marlowe for Seattle could be up this year as a util guy. 
their GM loves him. He's like, well, he hits, he runs, he plays defense. Okay, so he's a baseball player. Solid. Awesome. He was also on the taxi squad for the playoffs last year, which is kind of important to know. And Matt Mervis, if you need help at first base, Matt Mervis should be up. He's crushing baseballs at AAA, and the Cubs aren't getting jack squat from their first baseman. Yeah, brutal. Uh, brutal production from the likes of Eric Hosmer and, and Trey Mancini. Mancini. Um, and whoever else they put there. <laughs> and whoever else they put there. Uh, Matt, big shout out to you. That'll do it for today's podcast here at Fantasy Alarm on the Better Sports Network. Get all of our fantastic NFL draft coverage coming Thursday and Friday. Um, round the horn, analysts, every analyst you could think of here on the network will be doing some quick hitters, will be doing uh, their draft coverage um, both Thursday and Friday. Uh, but that'll do it for here for us here on the Fantasy Baseball Podcast at Fantasy Alarm at Better Network. Um, big shouts to you, Matt. Thank you uh, for having me as always. And hopefully Colby will be back uh, only one podcast this week, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back next week with the with the dual pod, but uh, you know, NFL draft is king. Uh, so that'll do it. Catch you guys later. Oh, it didn't play.